You're set? Yeah. You're set. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of the Rocket Punch Show. Um, your hosts, the hosts are back. The guys are back. The boys are back. Uh, myself, Cameron, Will, in the bottom corner, uh, still doing our civic duty to uh, stay as far away from each other as humanly possible. Uh, Will, how are you doing this evening? Okay, good, 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 good. I see some people already trickling in. I see Cash Family hanging out. You, you, you can't use the hashtag. You have to use the do, the um, ex, exclamation point um, there. So um, there you go, Cash Family. I got there you. you go. That do they let you use hashtag in <laughs> Twitch? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you heard, but Palace is getting no audio from me. It's been it's been rectified. Oh. All right. Well then, um, hmm, that's we that uh, I guess uh, they probably wouldn't do um, hashtags because that would be like super super bad for ah. anyone. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Is that the chat would be completely spammed with constant stuff like that. <coughs> no, Joy. Um, what's Joys. what's the what's the caffeine of the night, good sir? Wait, I'm sorry, I missed that question. What? What is the caffeine of the night? Coffee. Same Coffee? caffeine as always is. I don't know. You, you have sometimes you have like iced mocha stuff, and then yeah, if, but I'm at the house, so it's coffee. Oh, excuse me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to the grocery store every day, and you know, running my vehicle through people's drive-throughs, or you know, you know that kind of crap. You're not helping to support the families and everybody who's. Who def- probably needs it in this in this time? I ain't supporting nobody but my own family's health. <laughs> Th- that's what I was told I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm doing. Hey man, if you're social distancing, you're helping everybody. So, um, well, sure, we can call it that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey. Um, I'm sorry, Palace, that we're not on the god tier of transitions like what you have, man. He's like our intro is so high, but our transvi- transition is meh. It, I have lime ice cubes for vodka and tonic. Interesting. I got derailed by Cash Family. I'm sorry. Um, that's an unusual one. Gonna be honest, I'd rather just throw whiskey in my coffee or that, have a beer. Uh, that's actually that's actually a pretty good idea. That's that's not too bad. Um, what, coffee and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, the, the coffee and whiskey. I've actually never done that, but I, I don't drink coffee, so we can fix mix. that. We just need a pandemic den first. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, good, good, good point. Good point. Hey, man, who knows when, how long this is going to be? But uh, yeah, well, you know. In the interim, we're going to do our best to keep giving you guys some awesome, entertaining content here. Um, for everybody joining us who's new, if you don't know, this is the Rocket Punch Show, uh, your southern source for all things gaming, geek, and more. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. You can also listen live as we record the show each and every week, on every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. Uh, as we always do, we'd like to give a special thank you to everybody tuning in via Twitch. We appreciate your guys' continued support. And thank you for joining us in on our conversations this evening. If you want to find out more about Rocket Punch and what we do, head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all the videos, podcasts, streams, and more that we make for you guys each and every week. So definitely swing by, check it out. Um, If you want to be a part of the Rocket Punch family, you can easily do so 
by heading over and jumping into our Discord channel, um, where you can talk with us off the mic, um, play games with us, goof off with us, have a whole lot of fun, talk games, geek, and a whole lot more right there at your fingertips. Um, if you want to help support us, a lot of different ways you can do that. You can um, go review us on your audio format of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever. Go help review us. Spread the word about Rocket Punch so people know how awesome or maybe not awesome we're doing. Um, and we read those there, so we definitely are interested in your feedback. Also, follow and share our content over on social media. We're on Twitter at Rocket Punch Go, at Instagram at Rocket Punch Go, and at Facebook on Rocket Punch Network. That way you'll know all the new content that we pump out to you each and every week as soon as it goes live. Um, if you, um, you can also, uh, be extra generous and help support us by becoming a sub on our Twitch channel here. Um, click that. You can even use your free Twitch prime sub. That way it helps us out and you get access to some cool emotes and all sorts of cool little benefits and perks there being a Twitch subscriber for us here. But if you want to go even further beyond, uh, you can become a patron by supporting us over at patreon.go, patreon.com slash rocket punch. Um, you check out over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can help the show, keep the lights running, keep the mics rolling here, and get awesome, cool, exclusive content, episodes, and whatnot in the process. Um, as we like to do in each and every piece of content we do, we're going to give a special shout-out to our Patreon producers. Uh, these are the people supporting us at our highest tier over on Patreon. Uh, so thank you very much to our producers, Jossie M., Sam S., Jeremy M., Stephen S., Tyler H., and Adam C. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. And thank you. Yeah, go ahead. No, thanks, Cash Friendly, for uh, throwing a sub out there. Thank you very much. Well, always very, very much appreciated there. Sharing the love. It's one thing I like about everybody who jo joins in on our com um, part of the community is we're all very happy to help everybody else as best as we can. So it's pretty awesome. Um, upcoming events and announcements. Uh, I mean, the big things I've got uh, review reviews are coming. This was the onslaught. I think, Will, are there any other games coming after Final Fantasy VII? Um, I think it's Minecraft Dungeons is the next one that didn't get delayed. Okay. Ooh, um, Gears Tactics also comes out. Yeah, okay. Sometime this month. Um, hey, you know what? That's okay, though, because there's some cool stuff about Gears Tactics and the latest inside Xbox. Ooh, we, we're going to talk about that. We're actually yeah. going to see that. Um, I got the notes there, but um, uh, I know some of the games we're still playing and kind of getting reviews and stuff on uh, Resident Evil 3, Animal Crossing, and of course uh, the game we'll be talking about tonight, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, we'll be getting those reviews out as soon as we get a chance to play it thoroughly enough, get our thoughts and opinions, and get them prepared for you guys here. Uh, podcast coming this week, guys. Uh, Dice, Dex, and Design Episode 2 will be coming out this week and be available for all listeners so if you're um, subscribed to us on the podcast feed you'll be getting our board game podcast the second episode as soon as we roll it out live this week um, we'll also be um, i've been coordinating with seth here we are still going to have our console wars episode we're going to get that recorded for you guys later this month uh the same is for me and this big guy right down here at the bottom of your screen uh will and i we're going to work on getting uh some patreon bonus episodes for our patreon listeners later on uh for april so don't 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 freak out we're gonna have them for you guys there um, yes we will we promise and then um our twitch schedule uh we'll have our um if you're listening to this via audio um our twitch schedule will be updated and adjusted for this week we'll let you guys know when we're going live this week so you can come hang out with us and check out the games they're gonna be playing oh that is 
that's it. That's all I got all for right. right now. Uh, are, are you sure? I'm sure. Well, at least for upcoming events and announcements. It's time to get into the meat of the episode here, um, the news. Uh, for people who don't know, news is where we kind of give you guys the top news items you need to know each and every week. Um, I usually keep it to five, but there's actually a sixth one that just popped today. Um, I'm interested to talk about because uh, I think we might have some opinions on it here. Um, I'm going to let you go with number one. Oh, you mean the one I just linked? All right, cool. So, um, Sony revealed the DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5. They've dropped the DualShock moniker after, you know, decades at this point. And they've decided to go with DualSense because of their audio tech and haptic feedback that they're working on, as well as the force-adjustive triggers, is what it sounds like. So, they'll be able to change the pressure on the controller... Mm-hmm. Uh, triggers based off a of gunshot or arrow pole or race car, you know, throttle, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it'll be a little interesting. Look at the photos in the article. Yeah, it's I'm, right I'm, from the PlayStation blog. I'm kind of disappointed. I don't like that they're bringing the touchpad over. You don't like that they're bringing the touchpad? Okay, no, the ask. touchpad needs to die. It I, is a horrible piece of technology, <laughs> and it's my most hated thing of current generation controllers. I don't. I think it's a waste, and I think people don't use it. I was gonna say. I mean, I, I mean, like developers. Uh, you know, if Cash Family likes it, you know, he's one in four hundred thousand. I've been playing a lot on my PlayStation Four. I, I like it, but I don't. I like it, but not in the original use it was intended for. If you guys get my meaning, like it, its original use it was a touchpad. You were gonna like swipe on it and do sort of gestures and stuff, but I've actually really liked it being like an extra button for like. Um, Final Fantasy 7 when you want to use your map or a, a lot of games now they basically use it as the big button for the map if you want to check the map pull it up you can hit that button um, there are some creative games on the PlayStation that use it like the um, what was uh, it uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uses it no not even that um, more recent uh, Concrete Genie uses it a lot so um, uh, you actually use it to uh, paint the art on the um, walls and stuff as you're playing through and so those gotcha. were nice. Um, yeah, it's it's it, isn't it used as the for the map in Spider-Man? Uh, like most yeah. game developers, I think they use it for the map. Yeah, my big issue though is look at how much space it takes up. That is room for battery. That is you know you could easily put like three buttons across there instead and move the joysticks up a little bit. So my issue right now is I feel like it's a waste of space internally and externally. Yeah, also, I don't like the fact that the LEDs on the new DualSense are going to be like directed to where they come out the sides at you. So now, if you're playing in a dark room, like, yeah, let me just blind myself with this blue light on the uh, controller. Okay, okay. How how close are these? How close is the controller to your face, Will? Is it like, oh my god, look, the light? Look, <laughs> if I want to play my games right here, that's my problem. You're right. No. That is that is your business. 100. Um, no, Cash Family. I actually think the PlayStation controller layout is absolutely stupid. Hang on, I got, I got. You know how I have proof, and I know it's wrong, because even Nintendo did it right. That that, that has been a big question, uh, like offset sticks or um, inline sticks. Do, uh, it sounds like your preference is more offset. Yeah, cool. actually, my favorite controller is the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, Pro controller. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't even like the Xbox controller as much as I like the Switch Pro controller. It, um, but you know, yeah. You know, it, honestly, it's the D pad. 
Oh, they have the best. They have the best D pad. Okay. Period. And they've also decided, you know what? We're just going to have four buttons there, and have instead of having a big old stupid touchpad in the middle. And it still has the whole, um, like, uh, what's a freaking thing that people go nuts about for Nintendo? The little figures, amiibos. Amiibos. It's yeah. still got the amiibo sensor in it too. So, Ooh, good point. Yep, uh, the middle of the controller. You can tap that and scan it. Um, Palace streams in chat says, "Yeah, I'm fine. Just using the joysticks for the map. Other than that, I actually do that." Other than I actually do that now, I hit the touchpad to open the map and switch the joysticks. Yeah, I don't... I Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the touchpad. I've actually, over time, I've been like, oh, okay, it doesn't work in its original intent, but I like the fact that it lets you touch that. Plus, I think, in all actuality, they probably had to bring it over if um, mm-hmm. for whatever games that are backwards compatible on the system. If you don't have a PlayStation 4 controller or you get rid of it, they probably had to have it in there in case of added functionality that had to happen. Yeah, no, uh, I get it. They probably need it for that, but, uh, man. It, I, I, Burgundy's <laughs> Musk, I agree with you, man. The, the PS4 controllers are trash. When Destiny launched on the PS4, mm-hmm. uh, perfect example, I went through three DualShock 4s because the triggers kept failing. I've oh, never man. once had a an Xbox controller or a Nintendo controller have a trigger fail. And I'm talking left and right. So you'd be in the middle of a raid and all of a sudden your trigger stops working and you got to switch controllers before you die. I had um my one of my um original PlayStation 4 DualShocks, the left trigger like over time it came out cuz it was right around funny maybe it was Destiny that was doing it cuz it was right around the time Destiny launched, Destiny 2. Or no, or the original Dusty. I, don't, I forgot which. It was the original Dusty. And, and, it was um, the original one, let's be honest. We don't play Destiny 2 anywhere near as much as we did Destiny 1. The trigger popped out, and I ended up having to like pop it back in. I mean, I ended up buying more like more controllers, and Will, Will knows I'm not a controller guy for the most part. I have the standard one, and then I have my Goku one, and that's it. Um, but no, like, what did you... What do you think about the design and the aesthetic? Because I, I, this is really this. I, I was thinking about this. this. Is honestly the first huge radical shift in controller design that really that Sony has ever done. Probably, if you want to make an exception, then I would say probably since they added the sticks onto the controller back in the PS One days. But that's been about it. It's been very iterative until this. I think Star Lord in our Discord shared the best meme I've seen about all of it. The Family Guy where Family Guy where it's the penguin and the elephant, and they just. <laughs> I think that is the most accurate representation. It looks like they stole everything good about the Xbox controller and merged it with the garbage part of the PlayStation controller. I saw um, uh, the my my best my favorite one is the uh, Goku and Vegeta fusion, where they fused and then Gogeta was the um, PlayStation controller. I was I was laughing pretty hard about that. Um, yeah, but no, like it, I, I remember I looked at this, I saw it and I was like, what? And it, it, I think it really took a minute. It took like a a day or two of me seeing this to be like, okay, that's, that's cool. Little design. I appreciate the fact that they're at least trying if, if you get what I'm saying, like, instead of just making like some small little tweak or change, they're actually trying to complete um or completely redo or rethink what they've normally done i know they talked in their in the blog post here 
They talked about um, some of the edges and whatnot. Because I, I think it, it looks like basically they killed an Xbox controller and hollowed out its innards. And then they're like putting it on as a hat. Um, and I even I wanted to read this quote here from Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. who was It's in the article here. Um, quote, uh, DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with PS5. The new controller, along with the many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head towards PS5 launch in holiday 2020. We look forward to sharing more information about PS5, including the console's design in the coming months. Um, so cool, good on Jim. It's very nice read if you want to if you're interested in learning about how they're describing the haptic feedback, which I believe Microsoft has had in their Xbox controllers since the one. I don't think it was in the 360. Um, I'm I, some things I am I'm curious about. Um, what are custom controllers going to look like if they're going with this dual tone color situation? Like, are they if if we get something like this, is it going to be like the orange is the white and then the black? Or the blue is the bottom part? Or like, how are they going to approach All that? I know is I have issues with white controllers from Sony going back to the PlayStation 3. And I, I broke this out on purpose for tonight. The worst thing about these controllers is that they get dirt in all the weirdest places over time. And this is a PS3 DualShock. Or a 6-axis DualShock 3, whatever the heck they wanted to call it. Yeah. Yeah, since it's got both. And my issue is that it is the hardest thing. Dude, cash around. I've washed my hands like eight times a day now. Um, but I've also had this controller since day one of the PS3. So it's, give me a break. It's fine. I will, I will definitely say I've never. I don't think I. I never really liked the PlayStation 3 controller. Um, I felt it was tiny and it, it felt. I don't know. It just felt off like the little. I don't know. It, uh, it felt like it was made for Japanese people. Uh, for let's be real, if it's know, literally it was made for Japanese people, if you bought it, well, I'm just saying because if you bought it everywhere else, cool. But yeah, yeah, Cash Family. I mean, you have an excuse. You have little people running around. I don't. Um, except that that controller is older than probably your kids. One thing I do looking at looking at the screenshots for this controller. One thing I did like is that it has USB C on the top. Yes, that is the best thing that they could that have uh, awesome. done. Um, um, I love it on my Switch, you know, Pro controller just mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah, but it really does depend. Like everything needs to be USB C moving forward. Yeah. USB A needs to die. And I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that they got on board. Um, somebody would have to check and see. I think the new Xbox controller has USB. -C. No, they're using batteries. They're using they the have device. batteries, but they still have a USB C on the front. Um, so you can still do the rechargeable battery pack from them, get rechargeable double A's or just double A's. True. Um, Halo Atlantis. I've never really liked white consoles. Silver is great. Gray's good. Black's good. White. No. Hey, bring out that purple GameCube. That thing looked good. Everybody loves purple GameCube. The atomic purple. That was, is that what it was called? The see -through? No, no, no. The see-through. I think it was the atomic purple. The Game Boy colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring that back. Now, um, so Cash Family, you can buy a Duke controller today for the Xbox One and PC. Heads up. Can. Who made it? It was a third party. Uh, was it Mad Cats? 
Uh, I think it was Hyperkin. We're gonna. Uh, Rocket City Arcade has them for sale. Hyperkin, yeah, it was Hyperkin. You're correct. Yep. Um, so the 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 question I have, and then we can move on to story number two. I've got for you, Will, and for everybody listening here is, so we see this controller, random mm-hmm. drop for PlayStation. What do you think this tells us, if anything, about the console? Itself. Do you think they'll go with a two-tone look like the controller? Do you think it'll be all one color and this is like some small trim? What do you think? What are you thinking? I'm going to be honest. If they go to that kind of setup, it's going to be really hard for me to aesthetically even want to have that in my room. Like, as far as aesthetics go, I'm not a fan of two-tone systems. Be a solid color. If you want to go a crazy color like I mean, the Game Boy, fine. But be one solid color as far I, as that goes. I don't think as far as being home consoles, there's not been a two-tone system. All versions mm. of the Xbox were colored. All versions of the PlayStation were a solid color. The only difference was on the 360, you could do the interchangeable face plates. Yeah. Mm, yeah, okay, sure. Um, yeah. The- Oh, um, PS4 launch had that shiny top. So it was black, but it was a different shade of black. And it was the shiny um, part that you slid off to get to the hard drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a different there. Uh, GameCube was two-tone as well. Yeah, yeah, I I know what you're talking about now. Okay, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, The visually impaired gamer in chat says, I've grown to like awesome controllers since owning a Switch. The Xbox controller used to throw me off. It's very interesting that the Xbox threw them off, but the Switch controller has got them used to the um, offset controls. I, you know, I just I, I I know what I'm playing, and so I just get used to them. I, I don't know if I'm gonna, I could say that I like one version better than the other, offset or inline, but I just I just pick up a controller and I just play. I I have a preference, honestly. <laughs> that that's why I play my Xbox way more than I do my PlayStation. Gotcha. Um, Burgundy Musk in chat says the consoles go in my entertainment center so I don't care what they look like okay there you go I mean that's cool I got mine on a shelf so you can walk in and see them all um, can't seen photos I have it's, there's a lot not, not a lot um, yeah let's jump in to the um Story number two here. Uh, we had we not only did we get the PS5 controller reveal, we also got uh, a new Inside Xbox. Um, yep. Episode here. Did you get a chance to watch this? I did. I watched the entire thing. Uh, I saw it today, actually. Uh, talk, uh, talk to me about it because I I never got a chance to see this and I wanted to and I heard there were some interesting tidbits that happened in here. Okay, so they talked about Obsidian's Obsidian Entertainment's Grounded, where essentially you get shrunk down. Uh, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with, with sci-fi tech. So you can make okay. your own armor and stuff and go out and fight the bugs. Or, uh, you know, you can, at that point, try to gather stuff so you can repair the machine to put you back to your normal size. There's some cool stuff going on, but also they hint at the end that the entire time you're being watched by some, you know, malevolent Ooh. organization. See, and that's Grounded has been a game that I've wanted to check out. I've not seen anything on Grounded, and I wanted to see what it was all about, because it looks cool. At least the concept does. Yeah. 
And then uh, beyond that, uh, then they go to it was Gears Tactics, and they went into a little detail on how they're doing some things there. Uh, they also uh, dropped some news as far as Journey of the Savage Planet DLC. Hotline Miami is coming to Xbox One. Uh, the Last Campfire had a first look as well as they took a they took a deeper look at the Xbox Series X technologies as far as the compression uh the idea behind the compression chip going to the solid state so it compresses and decompresses the data and their velocity architecture and so they discuss that how they get the same speeds off the external one as they do the internal one that's pretty cool so so that way either way you can run it a full speed if it's on the external one terabyte if you buy one of those or the internal so basically talking uh, about like the bus controller for the um, storage that's awesome yeah, as well as uh, some direct X-ray tracing stuff. Okay. Yeah. What the? <laughs> okay. Cash family's being funny in chat. Yes, he is. Um, so they go into the Xbox Game Bar and how they're partnering with Razer to integrate some XSplit and other things into the Game Bar for Ooh. Xbox or for gaming on the PC side. That could be a powerful ally. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, so things coming to Game Pass um, on console. We're going to get Journey to the Savage Planet. Great on game. console and PC, we're getting Alvastia Chronicles. On PC, we're getting Football Manager 2020. On PC, we're getting Mistover, and again on PC, we're getting Stranger Things: The Game Three. Is that the the 16 or 32 bit one? I think that's the 32 bit one. 32 bit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're getting Near Automata. Become as God's edition. What? What's new in that one? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it too much, so much there. But that is the coming soon part there that they talked about. Okay. And then uh, they talked to where they're going to be Project X Cloud. They're adding some EA games. So you're going to have The Sims Four, Unravel Two, and Dragon Age Inquisition. And they're adding eleven more countries to from Western Europe to the preview. Yay. I heard uh, one big thing I know I, I heard from this is that, and I don't know if it was part of this or something separate, is that they're rolling out Game Pass to Japan? Um, that was a different post there, but yes. Uh, okay. Japan and South Korea are getting access to Game Pass if they desire. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, Forza Street races on to mobile May 5th. <sighs> they're making a Forza iOS and Android game. Good luck. Good luck to them. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Anybody who makes an Android slash iOS game that's not like an original idea, um, stop. <laughs> All right. So then more, uh, they brought uh, some other people in for Gears Tactics. Uh, there's a free play thing coming up where you're going to be able to get Batista as a skin and do the Batista bomb as a finisher. Oh, they're bringing that back? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And then uh, beyond beyond that, they go into some of the actual technical stuff they're doing for uh, Gears Tactics. But you're going to be able to play as Gabe Diaz or Kate Diaz's father in the game. Yes, is that confirmed that he's her father? Or I mean, are we supposed to said it in the they said it in the inside Xbox thing? Okay, I was going to say like, are we supposed to make that very minuscule leap? (laughs) based off last name because that would be like hey Cam um, how many Kerns are on the planet and how many are you related to 
Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, no. easy enough here. Um, yeah. Now, um, beyond that, uh, we've got more Sea of Thieves uh, free ships uh, fortune update. So, I saw a picture of somebody like a night sky in Sea of Thieves. Have you played Sea of Thieves recently? Not in the last eight months now. I wouldn't mind jumping back in if we can get a couple other people so we could have four people going into it. Yeah, I, I would love to check it out again because I've heard a lot of people say good things. Now, if you have the Game, pa- Game Pass app on uh, mobile or go into PC or whatever, there's some content if you have Game Pass that you can redeem so you get some cross-content uh, ships and whatnot for um, Sea of Thieves from other Xbox IP. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Apex Legends has duos now. Yay! I've I, I've not played Apex in a minute. Um, yeah, you know, there's this thing called Final Fantasy VII Remake that is just literally pulled the, the oxygen out of the air around camp. <laughs> uh, oh, that's my, those are my dogs. But it hasn't pulled the oxygen out of the air around Pepper. No, it has not. They're, they're, as you can yeah. hear, they're very active. Um, Halo Linus in chat says no one's going to see him in years. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, uh, um, Batista. It, Cash Family in chat says what Kim? You don't own a phone? Yeah, I don't own a phone. I can't play Diablo Immortal because I don't own a phone. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing my best, guys. Yeah, well, you know it's okay. Hey, man, you know I heard the Pixel 3a is like 250 bucks if you go buy one at Best Buy online. So there you go. That'll get you a phone real cheap. You may not like it, but you know it'll get you a working phone. Sure. Since since a lot of people in chat are still having a conversation here, I decided to pull up, make a poll. Hopefully, you guys can see that. Okay, some people are because I'm seeing information. So have fun with that poll for the next ten minutes. Um, but no, what do you what do you think of the um, inside Xbox? Do you like it? Um, I thought there was some good data. It, what was interesting to me is they had people. You know, working, filming from their homes. So they legit had somebody who was in the UK filming from his back garden. You know, he's just in his backyard talking yeah. on cam. You know, Raw. <clears throat> they had Phil Spencer in his office. They had a bunch of other people in their office. <clears throat> it was kind of cool because you could kind of see their home workspace as well. Mm-hmm. So it added a little extra character to that. Yes, and 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 people everywhere were like pooling through that footage trying to see if they could find anything in any of their rooms about what's going to happen next because you know they do it will you know they do which is crazy because you know phil spencer <laughs> phil spencer of all people knows everything coming as far as the xbox goes Ruti and you says, know go ahead. What, what, what's up says none of them can green screen themselves inside a halo map <laughs> they probably didn't care enough to do so oh man that's what zoom is for from what I've heard. Um, yeah, also giving your data to the Chinese and other stuff. You know, because the whole uh, promised end-to-end encryption isn't there. Yeah. Shocker there. Yeah, I know. But it's okay. There's other stuff going on. But oh, good. there's something else going on, and I believe Visually Impaired Gamer is a big fan of this. Stadia finally dropped their free tier. Yes, yes. I wanna, I'm going to read this. I'm gonna, this is directly from... Phil Harrison over at the Google blog, um, play Stadia Pro for free starting today. Uh, uh, we're facing some of the most challenging times in recent memory. Keeping social distance is vital, but staying home for long periods can be difficult and feel isolating. 
Video games can be a valuable way to socialize with friends and family when you're stuck at home, so we're giving gamers in 14 countries free access to Stadia Pro for two months. Um, anyone who signs up will get two free months of Stadia Pro with instant access to nine games, including Grid, Destiny 2 The Collection, and Thumper. You can purchase even more games on the store, which will remain yours to play even if you cancel your subscription. If you're already a paid Stadia Pro subscriber, we won't charge you for the next two months. After that, Stadia Pro is $9.99 a month, but you can opt out of your subscription anytime. Um, the rest of it gives you details on how you can go and sign up here, um, Stadia. Um, it's about time. Um, took them long enough because NVIDIA launched with their free tier for their game streaming service. They did. I mean, they did limit you to an hour a day, but they still gave you an hour for free. Um, I Cash Family, um, not really, no. I tried it. It was bad. You did try it. What, um, talk about it. What'd you play? How was it? Destiny. Because that was the one game where I could bring a character over and I could just jump in. Um, yeah, lag is real. And it's not quite where that needs to be. We're um, going to be honest. What were you playing on? What was your setup? Like a wireless laptop, your desktop hooked in? I was on, I was on my desktop hardwired. Okay. With a wired USB Xbox controller. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I wired the controller, I wired the system, and I still had enough noticeable lag that I just quit the game and opened up Destiny and Steam. And I was like, oh, now it runs the way it's supposed to. Wow. It was... It's way too noticeable for shooters, in my opinion. It's... Now, you're also limited to 1080p. Visually impaired gamer. Um, considering that my network was running pretty good today, I'm going to be honest, I don't believe that can be fixed because there's a thing called the speed of light. And unfortunately, we haven't found a way to quantum tunnel around that. So, um, going to be honest, man. Like, I could see, you know, turn based RPGs, RPGs, narrative games, things like that being fine. I don't see anything that requires quick reflexes working properly on that platform long-term. And that's just where it is. I mean, it's a cool idea if you don't have a gaming computer to be able to rent access to one. But, I mean, at this point, why wouldn't you go with the superior option, which is the NVIDIA one? It's half the price a month, and you own your games on Steam. So if you decide to build a gaming PC and cancel this, you still have your games. I mean, even Burgundy Musk in chat says um, the Xbox game streaming has been very impressive, and that's in beta. Um, I know, Will, yeah. you've talked about it on the show. You are you have access to it. I've been playing it on, funny enough, a Pixel 3a. And uh, guess what? It works surprisingly well with Wi-Fi and a Bluetooth controller. <sighs> Gonna be honest, man. Like, I was playing, uh, what was the... Ace Combat 7 is what I was yeah. playing on it. And it was not noticeably laggy. Whereas I could tell the actual Google lag there. And I could notice it. and Which kills me because Google has a data center in Stevenson, Alabama. And I'm in Gurley, Alabama. That's literally down the street. By like 50 miles. Considering that is the best possible situation. And it doesn't work right as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it has a place in the community. They need to fix some of the tech that they've promised and then go from there. Um, but this is very much, they launched too soon. 
they should have waited six to eight months and fixed their tech on the back end before they launched. Uh, Cash Family Chat says there is lag here and we are seven miles from the servers in Virginia. So what you're telling me is you have a better chance than I do because I'm like 70 miles away. Yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. The speed of light is one of those things that you can't overcome in this. And they haven't figured out their algorithms. And honestly, I'm still agitated with them because they promised people negative latency when they were actually marketing it, which is impossible. And it, you know, like you know, like I said, it's got a place for folks who need it. But honestly, I would suggest the NVIDIA one. It's half the price, and you can keep your games when you leave it. The um, <clears throat> the my thought on because I I got a chance to play a little bit of um I got a chance to play a little bit of it. Like I played Destiny two as well. I was like, well, this is going to be the 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 yardstick the measuring stick like here's where i'm gonna see what's going on especially with a twitchy first person shooter like that and um, well i mean we also have a lot of experience with you know destiny so exactly and in, for for clarity for everyone listening and watching i have i was playing in a google chrome browser on my desktop that is hardwired in to my google fiber internet so i'm getting a lot, a lot of megabits per second download. Um, if um, I played, there was no lag. I will, I will, I'll preface that I had no lag whatsoever. Like I was actually very impressed with how responsive it was um, with going through and lag. the The problem was that there were a few hiccups in play. Um, and then I, and I, I just created a new character and I just said, screw it. I'm going to start from scratch, create a new one. Let me go through the intro part. Um, I had a couple of like hiccup spikes where the game just like froze or I had to wait a second. And then there was one instance where the whole game just went out. Like it said that I had lost my connection to the servers and, um, it was in the boss fight when you fight the fallen guy right before you walk out to the uh, main open area. Oh yeah, yeah, I know where you're at. And um, it the connection dropped out. It said that I had to um, I lost connection, and it took about ten seconds. Grabbed it back because it told me like if I didn't connect within the next five minutes, you were going to lose your progress. And so it reconnected me back, and it took about another thirty seconds. And then I was back to playing again. And so I was it it it, it, it wasn't bad. I will give it the fact on a hardwired connection there was no lag. But again. Remember my setup: a hardwired desktop system on Google, on a, on gigabit internet. Um, but I don't. I I, I do want to I do want to play with it a little bit more. I want to try it out with um, a couple of the other games that aren't necessarily twitchy and whatnot. Um. Uh, but I don't like the the big thing for me was that this controller. Or no, no, the Stadia, like, I think, I think if anything, I think Stadia has, um, and Google itself has a problem with their, like, messaging. Like, they have not, in my opinion, done a good job about messaging Stadia. Like, there were a lot of big bumps in the road. Like, so Stadia came out, there were a lot of big bumps in the road. You know, people were like, oh my god, I, you know, I bought this, I bought the Stadia Pro package for 129 and... Uh, some of the you you had to use the specific Chromecast. If you had one already, it didn't work. Uh, a lot of features that they promised at launch got pulled back. 
um, yep. a, a bunch of other stuff like this, and I don't. It, it's just it's really felt it's felt the perception is that it, they felt quiet, and then like read even reading this blog post from Phil, the first paragraph in a sense makes it sound like. Oh, because we're because it's um, you know coronavirus and COVID nineteen, and everybody has to stay home isolated. We're going to offer it for free. When this was when they they, promised a free tier when they announced it, yeah, which they they were upfront and they said it was going to be next year, twenty twenty. I don't think they gave us a time frame, but no, they didn't. The 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 blog post itself felt a little disingenuous, Um, and so I think. I think Google Stadia has got to get their messaging in order. If they want this to succeed, um, then because all we hear about, at least the, the the main stuff that people hear about is like Stadia Pro, Destiny 2, um, you can't play multiplayer because there aren't enough players on Destiny 2. And, uh, you know... Which was are- interesting because um, on that point real quick, there were what was it GameSpot or whoever they had four people in an office looking to match make something, and literally, of the like however many people that were on, they were half of the people on at that moment, and there were four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> it's, it's. I just don't. I don't know. I I think their messaging would be a lot better. I think I just I feel like I haven't had anyone come up. Like step up, be the the Phil Spencer or the Sean Layden or the Reggie Fizami or the Miyamoto or the Iwata-san. Like step up from Google, whether it's Phil Harrison or somebody, and say, you know, hey, you know, the rollout for Google Stadia didn't go as great as we planned. We apologize. We're working on it. Let me give you guys some updates or stuff. And, it, and I I think they are giving. their community some updates on like blogs here and there but i feel like it's just not enough that the main people are getting attraction because i like i have the service and i got it for two months so i want to try it i want to play some games other than twitchy shooters because like you said will like this could be for people as a tool if you don't have a powerful system you don't have consoles this could be a great way to get into some of these high-end games but that service Number one, definitely the service and your connection has got to matter. And, um, you know, like some pe- some of the guys and people in, in, in chat have been talking about, there are, um, you've got to be able to have good connection to the servers. Google's going to have servers. And it just, it's, I, I definitely won't doubt that, like, the, what Google said at the start and what they were coming up with, I feel like has, n- they have not delivered on what they said they were going to. Not yet. Not fully. No, I mean, as a proof of concept, it's there. The problem is that the proof of concept doesn't make a whole and complete product that was marketed. So until they actually finalize that and release it, it's one of those where I couldn't in good faith actually recommend it. Where I was beta testing the NVIDIA one on a freaking... Actually, you remember that 15-inch MacBook Pro I used to have years ago? Yes. Yeah, I was in the beta then. Um, we were in the wait, wait, the beta then? You mean Project Stream? No, uh, the Nvidia beta for their their streaming oh, service. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was playing PC games on a Mac back then through that because I own them, and that worked better then than Stadia did today for me. Yeah. Um, 
And and, and I so, feel like like the visually impaired gamer makes a comment too. Like you guys were all over Project Stream. I think I was the one in Project Stream. You weren't, Will, were you? Uh, as far as that, you were on the Assassin's Creed one. I got to see it once, but and it was cool. Yeah, like it was cool in there, but it also isn't the same as running it on local hardware. And here's the thing: Phil Spencer and Xbox have come out and said that game streaming will not replace local hardware as far as speed, power, all of that. They've been out in front saying that, where Stadia's people have been out in front saying, hey, whatever you got, you can come play on us. It, you know, as far as that goes, you just got to have Chrome, you got to have this Chromecast, or you got to have a, a Google phone. Yeah. Like, in, in, like in Project Stream was awesome. And I'm like, I, I definitely want to dig into this the free Stadia Pro service as well, but like, it... Granted, Assassin's Creed isn't a twitchy game. Like I had fun. The like the service was cool. This tech is awesome. Stadia, the game streaming, all this other stuff is very, very cool and exciting to see. But it, it like there are with game streaming, there are some minimum things that you know that companies know that they have to nail right. Latency is one of them. People are going to be jumping at this, and they're not going to want to, as you talk about, will like hit a button. And then two seconds later, a person jumps, you know, and, and that's going to be, that's, that's a big thing with game streaming. That's why I think that Xbox game streaming hasn't pushed it as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even like GeForce NVIDIA has really just talked about, they didn't really roll that out with a lot of pomp and circumstance. It was just like, here's the service. Woo. Like we got a bunch of games and stuff. And I know they've been losing people off of that as well. Um, hey, um, real quick, if you're watching us and you're in Coleman County and the southern counties around there, uh, be careful in the next hour. National Weather Service is tweeting some stuff out this, for all this nasty weather coming through. So, you know, be careful. No, but I, I definitely want to um, I want to get a chance to dig into Stadia a little bit more. Like when I played, I played for literally like the 15 minutes it, it started. Um, they, one thing I'm excited about this for is that one of the free games on Stadia Pro was um guilt which is an exclusive game for them and it looked really cool and i want to play that and so maybe next week i get a chance this week i'll play some of that i'll give um give a lot of people a little bit more in-depth impressions on how i feel about stadia pro and kind of the state it's in now um but no it's just it it's just very cool tech i liked some of the things that i saw when i played it i didn't like some of the things like the disconnect being honest, yeah. there was no one else in the house on the connection. I was hardwired in on a gigabit connection, and it said that I lost the connection. And that yeah. kind of doesn't make sense to me. Not just that, but uh, you're also on their internet provider, too. That's true. Oh, so, I didn't think about that. That is true. Uh, you're Bernie, on their internet provider. You're on their network. You're, I mean, dude, I don't know how more uh, integrated you get than that. Um, Burgundy Musks in chat says the Xbox streaming is just a bonus, definitely not a console replacement. I keep a tablet and Xbox controller in my trunk, then I can pick a quick game anytime. I, I, I would love to try the Xbox streaming thing. I've heard You know, once this coronavirus thing is over, you know, I can just bring the the Pixel phone over and you can just oh, yeah. pick a controller I mean, and try it. Yeah, you know, I'll let you play it for like a day. Oh boy, a day. One day with Xbox game streaming, I'm excited. Yeah, you know, you can go ahead and get me some achievements while you're at it, you know. <laughs> but no, we'll, um, we'll keep an eye out on Sadia. But if you want to try it out for yourself, guys, again, the uh, we'll, we'll have it in the show notes. And it's in, we put the link in chat. 
You can go to Stadia.com right now. You could sign up for free. They give you two months of Stadia Pro for free. And those games, if I'm under, mistaken, any games you buy, even those nine games you get, even if you um, don't sign up for Stadia Pro after the two months, I think you still keep those games since you bought them. So, and you can use the free version. You just won't get the 4K. Um, so, if you want to check it out for yourself, the proof is in the pudding, right? As we say that sometimes, we'll like if the best thing, the best way to experience something, you can hear us talk about it, or you can just try it. And so, give Stadia a try. If you, um, yeah. and, and and definitely let us know what you guys think about Stadia. Yeah, if you're not into shooting games or racing games or anything that requires twitching, you know, if you are a narrative gamer, hey, there you go. Because honestly, I think that's where they're going to hit their stride. Games that don't care about latency. I, I would I would agree. I would agree. This is a quick one, but number four, I figured some people would be excited about this. A Saints Row is getting a remaster. Um, this is coming off their official website. Well, it's Saints Row the third. Yes. Um, so as far as that goes, which is kind of interesting because you can get Saints Row 4 right now on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. So if you prefer the storyline from the third, hey, you're about to be able to play it in higher resolution. And it, did you have you had a chance to watch the little one minute video they have? Not really. I was like, oh, okay, they're bringing Saints Row the Third back. That's cool. I am very impressed with the remaster. The game looks much better. Now, granted, this is a remaster of a PS3 360 game. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, and 720 was like, oh, man, we're, we're going places. Yeah, but they like the graphics look better. They have actual enhanced lighting, taking advantage, I'm sure, of all the next-gen systems. But like this is it was very impressive, and I guess this was the... A fan favorite one from the Saints Row series? I've never played Saints Row, so please don't judge me, people. It, Cash Family in chat says, is it Final Fantasy VII? No. Um, no, he, he's trying to get Burgundy's Musk uh, tag number so he can go pop the trunk and take his tablet and controller. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Palace Streams in chat says, I watched it. LOL, compared to the old game, which I did play some, the remaster looks a lot better. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks completely changed. Um, they showed a guy flying a jet in the city and, like, doing the whole, like, oh, I'm going to turn like this and go between two buildings. So, That's cool. Um, there is something we need to look into, though, and it's the next thing on the on the list here. Number five. What is it, Will? Exomex are coming to No Man's Sky. Uh, just a heads up, guys. You're going to be able to have your own Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this looks like a Gundam. This is more like alien-inspired as far as Mexico. Yeah, um, okay. I would, I would but, more agree with that. Because it's like an exoskeleton mech kind of deal. But that's going to be a thing. They're adding more as far as this game goes. Compared to where it launched, it is much better than it used to be. Also, this video right now, like he's walking around firing laser beams. He's got jetpacks. It's pretty cool. And apparently, like it helps let you, so it protects you against environmental stuff too. So if you go to a planet that has like all this poison gas, you can basically suit up in your mech and continue to explore. You're immune. Yeah, I just I gotta know, man. How big of a ship do you need to be able to carry a mech with you? Well, no. Apparently. The mech, if you you can have it shot in from space like Titanfall. So if you have like a a, um, a, a freighter, you can have it come down from the freighter. Okay, that's kind of dope. And I, like there there are some videos and screenshots here, but um, 
the exo suit was the big one for no man's sky they have a bunch of other updates and whatnot um man remember three years ago when we were talking about this game and then remember two years ago when we were talking about this game and then remember and then one year, year when we were talking about this game yeah they keep adding stuff to it and <clears throat> i don't know that they've charged for any of it yet no no all, all their updates have been completely free like if you own the game you get these updates which is pretty dope considering how much the game cost. I, I it's just it, it's shocking the story yeah. of this game. It really is because a lot of people hated on it when it came out, and you know there's a review. Well, there was a review on our website. Uh, <laughs> we rebuilt the website recently, so that that's gone. Um, but I reviewed the game, and knowing what it was going into it, honestly. I enjoyed it for what it was when it came out. It wasn't the best game ever. It wasn't the worst game ever. It was like a three out of five. Hey, if you want to just have some chill music, put some headphones on and explore the universe, that's the game for you, man. Like, I never hated this game. And I got so much crap at work because I recommended some people buy it for that exact reason. You know, I can't believe you made me spend $60. I'm like, no, you made you spend $60. I'm still happy over here with my $60, like, how many years later? Now you go back and ask them, have you played it recently? Have you checked out the new updates? They've actually, like, earned the 60 bucks. That Yeah, it's like, how many years have they been putting content out for free? Yeah. I just It's just an incredible story. And I would love, like, a no-clip documentary. I don't know if we'll ever hear it, but, like, um, uh, it's just the story on this game is incredible. Uh, Burgundy yeah. Musk's says in chat, never played No Man's Sky, but I want to try it on the PSVR. Um, the mech you can control in VR, and it looks dope. Because oh, you have wow. the consoles and stuff in the hand. Oh, dude, it looks super cool if you're playing VR in the mech. Um, Man, this really makes me want to fire up just a new game save on this. Because I have a question. Did you ever figure out the whole story with the red orbs? Hell no. I'm going to be real honest. A part of me didn't even really care about the orb. I just wanted to explore. The pl- when I got the chance, like, leave me alone, orb. I want to go play. I want to go explore planets and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I won't tell you anything. You need to go figure that out. Because it was a lot of fun. And it's a weird story. Okay, and it's good. a it's a good weird, though. It's not like, why did I waste my time like that? <laughs> The, um, Rurutu in chat says they saw Final Fantasy XIV's model and copied it. I mean, it worked for them. Hey, to be fair, at least they made it part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Because I got to say, I'm loving fourteen right now. I mean, a lot of people are. Like, fourteen is, honestly, I think, isn't it ahead of World of Warcraft right now? As far as, like, success? Um. Yeah, it's got more subs now than World of Warcraft ever had. Yeah. It's like nearing twenty million if it's not already there, and WoW peaked at thirteen and a half mil. Yeah, so they're doing all right. Um, number six, and finally on our docket here for the evening in the news. Um, I had to put this on here because I woke up to this news, and when Nabel and Wario sixty four on Twitter retweet this stuff, there has to be some maybe type of Lydia to it. Um. We might know the next remake that Capcom is doing, and it, it's a good chance it's Resident Evil 4. Good. Um, I will buy this. This coming from uh, web, Video Game Chronicles here, what they've been tweeting. Uh, I'll read a little bit of this article here. I'm not going to read the whole thing because there's a lot of details here, so definitely check out the article and read it. Um, but it, this is from Andy Robinson over there. Uh, Capcom has greenlit a Resident Evil 4 remake. 
Uh, follow it, following its reimaginings of Resident Evil 2 and 3, multiple development sources have told VGC that the Resident Evil 4 remake has now entered full production with an estimated release window in 2022. Development is being led by Osaka-based M2, the new studio founded by former Platinum Games head Tatsuya Minami, which has been preparing for the project since 2018. However, similar to how 2020's Resident Evil 3 was directed by company Redworks, Capcom's internal teams and other external studios are likely to lend significant development resources. It's understood that the remake has the blessing of the original game director Shinji Mikami, who officially declined an approach to lead the project himself but has provided informal advice on its direction. The studio humming the remake has been in operation since 2018 and is comprised of many former Platinum and Capcom employees. Um, it should also be noted that the, the developer M2 recently contributed to the development of uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake from yeah. a few weeks okay. ago. So that's, my opinion, pretty good track record so far. Um, what what do yeah. you, you've already said, you, you're like, I'm in. Like, Yeah, I, I have the Xbox One version of it. I have the GameCube version of it. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to tell you more. Give me. It, cause I, I'll, play, I, I'll play it again. I've seen like the two different scales. Like people are excited, like, oh my god, Resident Evil 4, that's one of the best Resident Evil games out there. I love it. I want to see a remake. It's awesome. Then I have the other people that are like, Does Resident Evil 4 really need a remake? It plays pretty well so far. I don't know. But I don't I digress. But um But like I know a lot of people has um a lot of people have talked about a Code Veronica, which I never got to talk uh, about. Cash Family, I have zero tattoos, so you need to calm down. Uh, oh, hang on. I got to go check where the radio's going off. No, go ahead. Well, I get to ramble for like a couple of minutes here. Yes. He left me. This is this is the equivalent, guys, of like when you're an adult and you leave your like eight-year-old child in the living room while you take care of something in the other room. For an undetermined amount of time, um, but no, this is really interesting. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of split on it. I would have, like, I never got that chance to play Code Veronica. Um, yet that that is correct. Palace Dreams. I am unattended. Um, <laughs> no, no, we can't. We can't. We obviously cannot have him do that. Um, but no, it the Resident Evil the the remake. I don't know necessarily if Resident Evil 4 needs a remake. I think the game looks great, and I think they've remastered it a couple of times. Uh, and it's it's performed and done very, very well so far. Um, I would I would have liked to see, like, the one thing I liked about Resident Evil 2 and 3 is that I never got a chance to play those two. Um, I've played 4. That was, I, I actually, I, I'm probably in the boat with a lot of these people... Well, no, no, no. Resident, I played the original remake of Resident Evil 1 on the GameCube, but Resident Evil 4, um, I played and loved it. And it's really cool. I would love a remake. Don't get me wrong, but like it would have been cool to have seen and played a game that I never got a chance to play, like Code Veronica and other stuff that's integral to the story. But I do fully understand that having... Um, the, if anything, the rain, main reason they're remaking this game is probably money, because oh. a lot of Resident Evil fans, this was their first Resident Evil they ever played, and I think getting back, like 
telling people just as much hype as people had for Resident Evil 2 remake, even more hype for Resident Evil 4 remake. Like it's it, a shoe in. I think that it would sell a lot of copies. Okay. Yeah, we're under a tornado watch, guys. Um, they have radar indicated rotation uh, headed towards Madison County. So, just a heads up. Yeah, keep us updated, Will. If um, yeah, we'll, we may have to make some adjustments. Yeah. Um. So apologies if we have to bail. Blue, looks like a blue black plastic backpack costs two hundred fifty dollars. Um. No, I mean it just uh, you you heard what I was saying, Will. Like, it's gonna be if 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 they make it, I'll buy it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I would have loved to have seen like another game in the series remade, Code Veronica, something else like that. But um, I'm not mad at Resident Evil Four. There were a couple of there were other rumors this past week about Resident Evil Eight, um, but I didn't post. I didn't talk about those because I don't think those are still those are weren't as those were on a little bit shakier ground than this one was. I, th- I think that games are further out. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, um, yeah. It looks like it's a. Uh... Like near Holly Pond and uh, Coleman, and it's headed northeast. Okay. So, okay. just heads up, folks. Oh, Palace Stream says I've still never played any Resident Evil game. Man, you got to play. Uh, start with one. Uh, don't can't you play the remake, the Resident Evil game on um, Steam? Uh, I think most of them are on Steam currently. Yes. Yeah, you like those? You know. You, you go in and you have the initial like scary parts at the start, but then by the time you get midway through and at the end, it's just like, yep, seen you, know what you're about, zombie, 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 boom, 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 like get out of my way. Um, yeah. So it's 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 you should definitely play some Resident Evil games. Um, it's it's just a franchise I didn't think I would like, but um, yeah. Uh, Combo, uh, currently, watch watch. Yeah, they haven't done warning or emergency yet. Emergency is you find cover now. Stop what you're doing. Hey, the Willanda says, I got Code Veronica for PS2 and Dreamcast. All right. Um, I think that's it for the news. Um, before we switch over to Table Talk here, guys, I've got um, a required reading. Why did you? Oh, because it didn't. Okay. You're a goober. I've got some required reading. I don't know if this is necessarily reading. I just thought because we have a lot of gaming fans and especially a lot of Nintendo fans that you guys would actually like this. Um, so it is uh, the 35th anniversary for Super Mario this year. Um, there's mm-hmm. this company in uh, Europe called Uniqlo. Uh, they do a lot of gamer-themed clothing and whatnot and styles very like gaming and geek-centric stuff. Uh, they have a full line of like Super Mario uh, collection of clothes um, that you guys can check out. So if you want to rep your favorite plumber, you can swing over there. Um, Rurutu, last I uh, heard based off of your uh, subscriber numbers there, um, that's a bit inaccurate because at least according to Lodestone, which is the official Final Fantasy 14 thing, um, they celebrated having 20 million accounts as far as all that goes that were active. So... Sorry, just catching uh, those, some other stuff up. Those were accounts. Now, how many are subbed? I, I would have. Act- no, they were active. Active subs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, snaps. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh. For some reason, the weebs love their Final Fantasy. Get it. It's good. 
It's dope, dude. It looks like Final Fantasy VII Remake paused on TV. Um, all right, guys. What we're going to do here, we're done with the news. We're done with the required reading. We're going to take a quick break here for everybody listening and watching here. Um, take a quick break, refill on water, get a bathroom break. When we come back, we're going to jump into table talk. And there is one thing we're talking in table talk. And you guys what? know what it is. There's only no. one thing. And it's, no. and it's Persona 5 The Royal. No, it's not. Um, I've talked enough about that game. But I haven't talked enough about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've played it. We've had fun with it. We're going to talk about that. Um, but it's basically going to be the full extent of our table talk. And I'm sure we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back in just a minute. All right, we're back. We refueled, refueled. Yes. And ready to rock and roll. We're ready to talk some table talk. First off, if you guys... Ah, oh, crap. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Be right back. Um, I get all set us up here for table talk. Uh, for people who don't know, table talk is where we kind of sit back and talk about the latest games we've been playing and kind of any of the other cool gaming or geek stuff that's been going on the past week for us. Um, there really has been only one big thing, uh, this past Friday, uh, brand new game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's, it, it, it's real. It exists. It is a thing that I can touch and feel and eat. Um, and it's here to help us get, go through this, uh, COVID-19 foolishness and craziness and stuff like that so um we're going to talk about final fantasy 7 remake we're going to give our impressions on it so far um some precursors and comments i this is a remake of a game that is 23 years old now 23 years old in a an art style that's no longer viable for and... i also understand that there are people that have not played this game ever. Ever. Yeah. Um, we are... I don't I don't know, Will. You tell me what you think would be best. I don't... I don't... You know, I personally don't care for spoilers. I, anything new? Any new we content? We need to avoid new stuff, as far as I, I'm concerned. But anything that's from the game from 23 years ago... Look, that's way past a spoiler moratorium. Sorry, not sorry. And I will. Yeah. The game's been available on now on the Switch, on the Vita, on the PSP, on the PS, you know, X PS One. Any um, you can play it on the PS Two. You can download it on the PS Three. Um, you can download it on the Xbox now, um, and it's been available on Steam on the PS uh, on the on PC. It's also on the Switch because I own it there too. Yeah, I have it. Uh, all the Final Fantasy stuff on the Switch, I have. I, I will say that we will talk about overarching stuff that has happened in the original up to the point that we are at, because we have not beaten the game, and we're about no. at the same point. Um, oh, you you about caught up now? I am. I am heading to Don Corneo's place. Okay, I'm like, I'm in it. So cool. Okay, but, we're almost in the same area. Yeah, but I don't. Um, we won't anything new. So anything that is in this remake that is not was not in the original one, we're not going to talk about. We're, we may be vague about that, but we'll do our best to avoid that as best as yeah. I can. Um, Will and one one quick second, I'm going to step away from that. Uh, if you're down near Arab, Gunnersville, or any of those towns south of Huntsville, you probably should be looking for shelter. Uh, they've got two rotations going on down there. 
Um, so, all right, cool. Uh, also, careful with South Huntsville because, you know, all of that area is going to be weird. Yeah, but um, honestly, as far as the game goes, I recently replayed a good chunk, I would say like disc one worth of Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. Oh, okay. I was playing it on the Switch just because I can hold it in my hand, sit on the couch, have the dog rolled up next to me, and just play the game and have the news or whatever else is on with current uh, Dorona or whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting because there's points they hit in this game, but I love how much added material they've added. So as an example, the story with Jesse. Yes. You know, that is a perfect thing who was initially a throwaway character that you really don't ever deal with again outside of your mission. You know, it's like, oh, man, look at that. Oh, bye, Jesse. Um, you know, no, none of that. Like, you actually have a full story around her, her family. You've, you get to see kind of like what she's told her parents versus what she's really doing. Um, you know, it, it is quite interesting in, as far as that goes, because now you feel like, oh, these are real characters. They have a real story. They're not just there to be like, all right, yeah, we're moving things along. All right, next thing. All right, cool. We made Cloud Barrett and Tifa meet. Now we can get on to the next thing. Yeah, it, it, like it. It's, it was interesting because, like, um, I, I was talked about it before. Somebody put a tweet up, and one of their comments was like, you can get through, if you play the game, you have a general idea of what to do. I didn't even have to know what you're doing, but you could generally get through the Midgarb section of the game mm-hmm. in about six to eight hours. Um, I am... I would say I I think my playtime is like thirteen hours right now, and I probably am maybe halfway through. I, I, I would say if I remember the story right. Yeah. Um. Uh, funny thing, because with everything going on, I'm like fifteen hours in right now. Honestly, with everything going on, it's. It's interesting how much content they've added, and I love the fact that I'm going to be able to go back and redo uh, chapters after the game is finished. You're going to be able to go back and replay oh, the chapters independently. Um, that, that is, is a nice and revealed. So if you miss something, you'll be able to go back and be like, "All right, cool. I missed this one quest in chapter three. I need to go back and redo that." And you'll have to replay the chapter to get the updated stuff. But yeah. And then also you have the hard mode. Um, also, I think level cap is about fifty. That is nice. So you don't have to like start the whole all whole mode up again, the whole game again. No, you'll be able to play just that chapter. So it's kind of a different take on New Game Plus because you go back in with what you ended the game at, and then you're back in that chapter. You can replay that, do all that. You can do hard mode. There's cool stuff going on. Yeah, but I like. I remember. In the lead up to getting here, a lot of people, you know, the developers are stuff like, "Hey, you know, guys, it's the this is part one. It's mid, it's all of Midgar stuff, and don't worry, we've added, you know, it should be a thirty to forty hour experience. We've added a lot of extra stuff in here that wasn't in the original game, and a lot of people were like, ah, you know, whatever, that's talk, blah blah blah. This game's gonna be lightweight, not at all. Like, I have not only do they have a lot of additional content, but they do a great job of Blending it in with the story and like giving giving story beats that you either noticed or didn't notice, 
at, um, in the original, much more breath and more air to breathe. You learn more about these characters. Well, like you said, you learn more about Jesse. You learn more about Biggs. You learn more about Wedge. You, uh, it, I hate saying it this way, but you care more about them. Oh, you absolutely do. They're not throwaway characters, like I was saying before. They're legit, actual, you know, whole characters. It's much nicer. And it's not even just the, that goes. And not even just like the side characters, but the main characters too. Like learning more, like Cloud and Tifa and Barrett and all of them. Which is interesting because I recently replayed Crisis Core on the PSP. And so going into this, I'm like, all right, let's see how they weave that story from that game into this, because that's going to be an interesting way for them to continue this on. And it's almost like they pulled a good bit of the nuance as far as that goes from that game and brought it into this because there was more about Cloud's character from his interaction with Zack and Angeal, where Zack's interaction with Angeal and Crisis Core that helped influenced my like for the character that Cloud Strife. Because initially, I didn't care about Cloud. I like Barrett and Tifa. I thought they were just better characters. Yeah. And, was, and like, and even, you think about in 97, like, when you met Cloud at the beginning and, like, through all this time, he seems like, he's very much, like, just kind of plain bland, like, we don't care, blah, blah, blah. And really, you have to get to, like, disc three before you're like, okay, I kind of care about Cloud. Like, I, I get it. But yeah. here, I thought for me personally, I could see from like the the bombing mission right at the start of the game, even up until now, you can see kind of the, they do such a great job of, the, you could see the the shell starting to crack when he starts interacting with people. Um, like, yeah. um, we'll, you'll know what I'm talking about, but for everybody else, the, when you're with Eris, er, oh, sorry, Aerith for the first time, and... Um, you're going through I was afraid this, I was going to have to correct you there. You no, know, I, I, I got it. I'm going to stay on brand here. Um, and you go through the um, this one area, and she's trying to high-five you the whole time. And it, it Cloud's yeah. kind of like, like, what? What's going on? What is and, it? And then by the end, she's like, let's, you know, up top. And Cloud's like, yeah. And they, they have the little moment there, and it shows that kind of, that icy veil that he likes to exude is... Has, is slowly melting away as he knows these people. Well, and I think they've done a better uh, job this game than the game they had 20-something years ago, mm-hmm. um, where they actually, they're introducing Sephiroth earlier. Yes. I, like, the, and yes. It's, it, it builds up better because they're like, oh, the reason he's messed up in the head and he's having these issues is all of his stuff with Sephiroth. Yeah, and like it's it's very interesting how if you go in knowing the full story, the moments where he appears, you you see and you understand. Oh, that's why he's appearing. I know that moment. I know why mm-hmm. he's showing up here. Um, and so, bum, that, bum, bum, bum. yeah, exactly. The, I just I really want the the Sephiroth theme to kind of be subtly in the background. The um, the. Um, the moment with Aerith in the playground. Yes. And I was like, ah, was, okay. It was like, oh, okay, they're pulling at your heartstrings a little bit here. Because it, she's referencing Zack. Yep. And it was like, oh, man. Like, if you haven't played Crisis Core, you have no idea. Unless you've seen Advent Children. But it, I just, the, the also, character. Oh, good, I'm sorry. Uh, let me address something from chat. Halo Atlantis. 
um, Advent Children has shown that she didn't die. She became one with the life stream. So she definitely pulled an Obi-Wan and became one with the Force Ruru 2. You are correct. <laughs> but it's just I, the live stream instead. I just like going through I was just really impressed with the character how much how much care they took with the characters and how mm-hmm. you, you have this slow build up as opposed to you know, granted, it's been twenty-three years, but this was a game that you're you're remaking Final Fantasy Seven a much beloved game in the series for a lot of fans and to come in and yeah. do the work they did with it, characters has been great. It's been really awesome. No, it has been pretty good. Uh, you know, going to be honest with everything going on. Square Enix is scary. How good they can make a character model. Because if you look at Evan children, they were like the pinnacle of character models brought into a CGI movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this game after watching Advent children, it's like, how did they make the Advent Children character models look like trash? Unreal Engine Four? I don't. Know. I mean, well, that and uh, I know Advent Children is fifteen years old. All right, I have it on UMD. All right. I was going to say, yeah, it is fifteen years old. A lot of technology advancements have been happened between. Oh no, I know, but I mean, still, if you look at it and play it off of a Blu-ray, that movie is still gorgeous fifteen years later. Yeah. So it's insane to actually sit there and look at it and be like, man. This movie looks great. It turns around and look at the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm like, if you, my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> if you like Advent Children and you like, like, like the CGI art style they have, um, definitely. I think yeah, where you can see that level up is in King's Glaive, the Final Fantasy XV movie. That movie yes. looks real good. I have King's Glaive, King's Glaive on Blu-ray. That movie is really good. Yes, um, yes and, and Rutu brings it up right in chat. King's Gate, King's. King's Glaive is awesome. Um, yeah, but Fun, funny okay. thing, um, I'm actually going to finish 15 this year. That's that's on <laughs> my know, bucket that's list. That's crazy. That's on my bucket list too. <laughs> finish 15. I want to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, too because that you know great. that's not possible. It, 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 one can hope. Will one can hope. Uh, oh, uh, Halo Atlantis. I, I don't know, man. I, I digitally purchased it, so when the PS5 comes out, I can just download it and bring my save over. So, we, we've we talked a little bit about it, but i got to talk about one of your, I think, your favorite parts in the game. I'm taking a guess here, and that's the combat. Uh, the combat is significantly better. I believe I'm saying that this is the best version of the combat that Final Fantasy has ever had. Or something along those lines. I think they need to take this combat system and apply it to the next Final Fantasy. I love the wow, materia. Really? Okay. Oh yeah, no, I love materia. Like that is great. Materia is great. But I also love what they did with mixing the ATB and like the Final Fantasy twelve style real time. Yes. That mixed together, oh it that is a uh, chef's kiss as far as combat goes. It is <laughs> The best Final Fantasy combat, in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of the Final Fantasy 15 combat. This is a sweet mix of the two. Yeah, it kind of like they it's it's like they looked at Final Fantasy 15's combat and they were like, "How can we make this better?" Actually, um, yeah, root to comment on Rutu's comment there. I don't think it's going to take ten years for uh, Final Fantasy 16. I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to go episodic for the big stories because they found how they saw how well it get, took them 10 years to make versus 13. I mean, 15. 
Um, gonna be honest, I remember when they announced Versus 13 versus what it looks like when it came out. I do too. <laughs> and that is a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm, it is. But yeah, I don't think Square needs to take 10 years to build a game. There's too much money they sink into it. They end up switching engines. You need to just choose an engine. And you know what? If it's got to be episodic, God, make it episodic. Make I, it like this. I think if anything, what I think what's going to happen is they're just going to have two teams. They're going to have you're they, going to have they, your remake team, and then they have another team dedicated to whatever the next gen Final Fantasy is. Yeah, no, they need to stick with Unreal Engine because I I can't wait to see this game on a PlayStation Five, where you get the bandwidth available to stream those assets in faster. And then you don't have that pop-in effect that you get even on a PS4 Pro right now. Yeah, I've, it's one thing, like, graphically, I've noticed, like, everything looks great. You still have that little pop-in where sometimes when you go into a new zone, it, like, takes a second for, like, graphics, like the billboards and posters to kind of pop, pop in to what, well, what it, it's supposed to look like. And that's a hard drive limitation. Like, honestly, that's what it is. Okay. It's because it's running off the hard drive or a Blu-ray drive instead of a solid It, um... No, the combat is great. Like I, I love the combat. It is tough. Like I've gotten through uh, some of the recent fights that I've had with um, specifically no context uh, Reno and Rude. <laughs> I was I didn't want to say their names. Yeah, when I was chatting with you the other night, I did not want to <laughs> say their names. I mean, I knew they were coming. I knew they were coming. But those fights, as well as any like. All of those fights, the boss fights in this game are epic. Like every time when you get to a boss fight that the music kicks in and you're like, oh God, here we go. And you're like, you're just like, okay, I need to learn what this boss's weaknesses are. What do I need to do to take it down? And then the cutscenes that happen when you take off pieces or you weaken it, it, they were just so epic. I mean, the, um, because the demo is available, the, the, um, Scorpion Sentinel, the first boss in the game, that Mm -hmm. fight is magnificent. Oh, dude, I, I love, though, that they kept the weakness to the electrical uh, spells. Just because I was going in, I'm like, if it, they kept the same weakness, then I already know how to beat them. Yep. Barrett, Thunder. <laughs> it's it's great because, like, I, I'll go through the game and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember his weakness. Make sure I have Thunder Materia. Okay, there we go. Click, click. Oh, we're in. Let's, let's rock and roll. Um, yeah. Or, um... Uh, the airburst, not to give any ideas of anything else, but running into that, I love that going into the fight, you could be like, hmm, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna sabotage this boss before I get to him. That was and then you, super cool. My other favorite thing with that, though, is oh man, you know what? You know, I can go steal that crap out of that room and power my own people up. Let's do this. <laughs> Man, it was it was so cool, and so that fight was epic. And it, you know, all the little, all the small details I remember, like t- talking about the Airbuster fight when in the original, when you fight that, that is one of the first times that your party is split. Cloud is on one side, and Barrett and Tifa are on the other side on the platform. And guess mm-hmm. what? In here, when you start the fight. Cloud is on one side and Barrett and Tifa are on the other side of like like stay like I can really tell tell that they they went above and beyond to make sure the small details of the game were kept. Honestly, to me it felt like the people in charge of the game sat down and they had a stenographer with her with them or whoever taking notes as they went through and they replayed the first game 
mm-hmm. or the original. And they're like, all right, cool. Doc- document this, document this, document this. Have the art team work on new assets for all the characters. And then, all right, cool. Now we got to rebuild this thing. All right, what was good? What was crap? Throw all that out. <laughs> yeah. It's it just, it, but the, the combat has been really fun. Like, these fights have been hard because I have to remember, okay, who has what abilities? Who has what materia? Crap, okay, I need to switch over to them. I need to have them cast, you know, example, I have Aerith. Crap, she needs to cast Prey. For the love of God, I'm going to die. Oh, okay, no, I'm dead. I got to make sure I do that. Okay, Cloud's back up. Let me switch back over to him. He's got to use Lightning on this robot here so I can weaken him. And then Aerith can come over and then just boom, 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 bomb him with magic and all of her stuff. And it's just, it's been, I don't know, a lot of memories. A lot of just awesome memories from this game. Yeah. And this combat, like you said, Will, has really just been a great evolution of the ATB. And it really makes you think, like, when you get that tick, you have to think, crap, do I want to go ahead and push the attack or do I need to step back and use an item? Because items matter now. Like They do. Don't don't think you just get to a point where you're gonna spam cure all over the place. Like you got, you make sure you have your potions. You make sure you got your high potions. You make sure you got your ethers because you're gonna use them a lot. Have you gotten to regen yet on the cure materia? I just did. So one of the last fights unlocked it. Um, you know, what? I, I will tell you one of the best spells is the um, the auto cure. Oh yeah, that materia. Yeah. So, um, what oh else my God, is so interesting awesome. is, do you have Elementia yet? I have, I have elemental materia where like, if you equip it in a chain with an element, it'll yes. give your weapon that elemental type. I equipped Tifa with that and Thunder right before we walked into the Airbuster fight. Cause I knew it was coming. <laughs> See, I had that on cloud. Oh, um, Tief, I was using, I think, the Iron Sword at the time. It didn't have the link. So I couldn't okay. get on So I don't know if you know, but if you upgrade the Buster Sword through the weapon upgrade system, mm-hmm. you can get an extra materia slot on it. I am in the works on doing that right now. It is very okay. slow. Um, you know what? Like, talk about that. Like, the backend systems, too, with, like, not only the battle system, but, like, upgrading you're not mm-hmm. really getting a lot of weapons now, but the weapons matter that you have. Well, I like, though, from what I've been playing is, I can switch between the Buster Sword and the Iron Sword, mm-hmm. and they both level up. Yep. So it's not like I'm I'm shoehorned into one sword. I can flip back and forth based off of my needs. So if I need more casting ability, Iron Sword. If I need to be getting up in people's faces, Buster Sword. Yeah, and, like, and it, it's just cool that... You remember, in, in a lot of RPGs, it's basically like, okay, I have the new weapon, these are better stats all around, S- sell the old weapon. But this one, you actually, you're keeping your weapons, and you're, there's this upgrade tree that you use to, as you level up, you get points that you put in to give yourself stat boost based on the weapon you hold. And they're very situational, like you said. Like, if I need more magic power for Cloud, because I'm going against a person who's weak against magic, let me switch over to the Iron Sword which has better casting skills than the Buster Sword. Because I like I switched to the Iron Sword, and I've been playing with that for a while, and I just switched back to the Buster Sword. So did you master the... Uh, the, tr- the, um, on the, on the, the Iron Sword? Attack? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
So, you know, once you master it, you keep it no matter which sword you have, right? Oh, yes. I have. So, once I mastered that, I put it back in the shelf and I was like, all right, back to the Buster Sword. It just looks too awesome. It, um, I used it, no context. The, the area where it's you and Aerith and the three, um, I don't say they're not hoodlums, but the bandits, the three bandits. Yes, yes, yes. First move, attack, attack, up, oh, abilities. Triple slash. One, two, three, dead. It's a, See, it's you you did that where you did the triple tag, where I actually have been uh, for the thrust he does with the Buster Sword. Oh, yes. Just because it builds up stagger, and I'm trying to max out the stagger thing for, um, oh. what's his name, Chadley? Yes. Yeah, and so I'm trying to do the combat stuff for him, and I found that the Buster Sword with the Thrust actually gives you better uh, stagger uh, boost. I have actually... It was funny because I got to the second part for Chadley, which for people, like, there's this guy who gives you these... He, like, gives you this combat analyzer, and you get these, like, battle intel quests that you can do, and if you do them for him, you'll get better materia that he makes for you. And, like, I remember... Do you know one, what else he does? B- besides what? Besides the materia. No. You can VR fight summons to get the summons. Yes, I am. I got Shiva that way. God, that okay, good. A, that was a process. Um, oh, it's not that bad. Anyway, you're right. It wasn't that bad. Um, if it helped out, it's not lot. like you're fighting Bahamut. You know, I mean, come on. Oh God, don't 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 speak things into existence yet. We're still not through this game yet. But like, it was. I'm not it, fighting Bahamut. I'm level fifty. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. It was really cool that, and I really appreciated it that once I got to the second part. It was like, okay, here, um, here are the next set of quests. Oh, you've already done some of these. Check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to go back and th- do them all again. Like it was keeping log of all the stuff you've done, um, which I really, really appreciated. Um, what other, what, like the, um, I, I don't, I don't want to walk into too much into the new stuff, but like the quest system. And when you're going to some of these new areas there, they're actually quests and stuff that you do. Um, mm-hmm. They're nice. I don't think they're... They're not, like, overly intricate like The Witcher. No, no, not at all. But I think... Um, oh, go ahead. Have you met the Mughal vendor? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you saw what he sells, right? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Okay, good. All right, good. It... It's just, it, I think it was just really cool. It helps you when you go to these new areas. It helps you get more familiar with the people in the areas, and like the, like the the slums, and the you know the big cities and stuff look feel so much more lively. And lo- learning about these stories of these people um, has just been really cool to see um, in this game. I love how that uh, as you're walking through a city or running through it, you get the chat log on the left side, so you can actually see what everybody's saying in case you weren't paying attention just on accident. Yep. Running through, it's like, oh wait, they said that. Hang on, let me go back. Let me see if I can try to talk to them. And I'm like, this uh, we talked about the story a fair bit too, but like the fact that the overarching story, like there are things that if they implied them in the original, I it completely went over my head. That they're now, it's much easier to see, like, um, I don't think it's necessarily spoilers, but, like, Wu-Tai mm-hmm. and Midgar, like, that whole dynamic. That, that yeah. I, I, I remember hearing about it in passing, but actually hearing about it, how prevalent it is in this, the remake has been really cool. 
Well, and I I think it's more prevalent in the remake because of things like Crisis Core, where you actually are a soldier in the war with Wu Tai. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the beginning of the game, you know that is a thing you're doing. And so going in, it was like, oh man, because I played the game that sets this game up, it just feels totally different. I just wish Square would re uh, remaster that game at like 720 and just put it on the Switch. Don't even do a 1080p remaster, man. I'm not asking for a lot. Keep the same everything else and just put it on the Switch. It's an ARM platform to an ARM platform. It shouldn't be too that hard, too hard there. That's pretty cool. But it, um. What what have we not talked about in the game so far? There's so much. We talked about the story. We talked about the combat. Um, talked uh, a little bit about graphics, upgrades, material. Upgrades. Um, what what's been some of your favorite moments from the game so far? I think when Tifa was making Cloud a drink, and okay. he's like, "No, no," called the Cosmo Candy. Like, oh, Cosmo. All right, that was pretty cool. Um, I was like, oh, man. Um, I like some of the story beats that are happening where you're seeing the stuff behind the scenes that show that um, Avalanche's stuff didn't actually do the damage. Yeah. It's actually Shinra doing it to themselves, and you're just the scapegoat. Yeah. And, like, I mean, to be fair, you're used as a scapegoat in the last game as well. So, you know, shocker. (laughs) I don't feel like that's too much of a... uh, a spoiler. You know, uh, Shinra's going to do evil Shinra things. Congratulations. Welcome to Final Fantasy. The um, Did you play darts? Yes. Uh, did you get number I, one? No, I need to go back and read ah, that. Ah, you got to do that. I, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll come back to you get- because I when I when I heard that I can come back and replay chapters, I'm like, all right, cool. Chapter three, I'm looking at you. Yeah. It, um, you can, uh, you'll get materia if you get to the top spot. Gotcha. Um, I am currently collecting all the music, and I gotta say, I love the remixes they've done to some of the music, like the slow jazz stuff that they've mixed in. Oh or um, did you hear the hip hop um, Chocobo song? Hip hop to Chocobo? Yes, that is my jam. Oh my god, <laughs> that was god. hilarious. I was, I was like, like, what? No, <laughs> what is this? Oh my god, it's a hip hop <laughs> mixtape of the Chocobo song. Um, the music Just, is great. Yeah, no, I I need a soundtrack that I can purchase digitally or physically that has all of these songs on there. The I will gladly throw money at the screen square. The only thing that has helped me, and it sucks because it has to be in my car, is I got the first class edition. So it, they gave me a mini soundtrack. So I have 10, 12 songs. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, some of the, like the battle songs and stuff are on there. Man, it's so good. I was listening hey, to it uh, on the car on Friday. Oh, I got uh, them on the PlayStation, but you know, because you know it was one of the DLC things for not the first class, but for the digital. You got the digital deluxe. Nice. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. It, it, it's. I actually looked. There is a. I'm gonna put the link here in here for a chat for any person who wants to buy this. Uh, Square Enix Store has the remake original soundtrack special edition version. It's seventy-seven dollars and seventy-seven cents. Oh my god! But look at how many discs there are. <laughs> there are eight, seven discs plus a bonus tracks disc, and it's in the custom oh, casing and everything. Does, does this include all the Uematsu, uh, like piano stuff as well? 
I don't. This is all music from the game. That's it. Like all seven discs are from the game, and now the, they didn't list what's on the specific, bonus track. It specifically does say Uematsu, so that's good. Hang on. Okay. That, Th- yeah. There's a link to the published track list. Hang on. It's a lot. You can you can skim through there. Have fun with that. Um, it's on the Japanese Square site. But it comes out, I think, in like late May. Is when that's available. When that will um, be available to be sent to your house. So if you're, I'm really, really tempted, really tempted to get that. Um, I don't have an optical drive right now, but I may need to purchase one. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. That's my only hold. No, no, I may need to purchase a USB optical drive for this, <laughs> just so you can download the music. Man, the music is so great. It's so good. Um, like all oh, the man hearing um, all the little tongue in cheek stuff, like when Barrett does the. Um, oh man that was great um yeah um no there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek like just sounds that the characters will make or a phone will make a sound uh or not a phone but something will make a sound that's like oh hey what um what was the sound that was uh going off when the the security commander uh, his phone was going off. That was a throwback song. Oh sound God, too. Um, Heidegger. Yeah. Oh God, I don't, I don't remember. Because his phone sound was a throwback sound as well, but I couldn't put my my finger on it. I'm you like, are, you are correct. <sighs> I'm just like in the areas that I'm at, or like when I was, I was in the um, the sector five slums and like the do 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 like all of those beats i remember like going through like oh my god the the 16 30 bit versions of these tracks are just so awesome oh, yeah man and no, i agree um uematsu has done a wonderful job this i like this makes me even more excited and i really 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 hope it doesn't get canceled for any reason involving the covid stuff that um i since i have the tickets for the september um, showing in Atlanta for the Final Fantasy VII Remake concert. Mm. Oh my god, I just it, it's I feel like it's going to get canceled because of all this COVID-19 stuff, but it, it's going to hurt a lot. That's why I didn't buy a ticket. I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, as much as I want to go. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it, can't, it gets canceled, I'm sure we'll do something else and um, shift around and see, but I, I, I do, I want to, I definitely want to go see that concert. I'll no, I don't blame you, man. That, uh, man, I'm definitely going to buy the soundtrack though, since I'm not going to the concert. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my, uh, thing there. It's like, all right, cool. I need a USB thing so I can rip these into iTunes, but, and put them on my phone. But beyond that, you know, it's like, huh? All right. Well, you know, Hey, I'll at least have a nice thing to go on the shelf. Yeah. Agreed. And then when square does that full art book, like the uh, the nice meaty art books they do, I'm gonna get one of those. Oh my god, has that been pre-ordered? It's not. It's not been revealed or enabled. Yet. It's. They're probably gonna have to wait till after all the coke stuff before they'll do anything like that. God, you know. You I know. know. We're both day one on it. Yes. The pre-order the hell out of that, and I would. I would love that. Um, but no. Um, like my, my my thoughts impressions on the game so far um i'm i'm thoroughly impressed i am so happy that square enix this i'm not going to put it at the level but i think it's very close to like halo half-life 3 levels 
of anticipation. This game got, they did a, um, a tech demo back in 2003 or five or whatever. They, it was uh, 05, I believe. 05 or 06 for three. Okay. Uh, they, they, te- they finally showed, say, hey, we're doing it in 2015. Five years later, we finally get it. And I really think that from what I've played so far, Square Enix has nailed it. It's just no, been I, such I, a joy to play. I will agree with you on that, yes. It's oh, so, man. so awesome. Um, any final thoughts you have on the game and your impressions? Personal opinion, I believe this game is better than the original game. As far as... Now, it's quality of life stuff. It's 23 years later. There's a bunch of other things going on. But personal opinion, because of what they've done with the story and fleshed it out, but still stayed true to what was originally there, it's better in my opinion. I'm, I can't wait for part two. Yeah. I think... Um, seeing, the, seeing the world open up in part two is going to just blow the lid off of whatever's going on. And it'll be on PS5. So that texture fill rate will not be a problem anymore. I'm I'm very impressed. Like This is one of those titles that if you need to learn what a remake should mean and how people should do a remake, this is Mm -hmm. on the same level as the Resident Evil 2 remake, in my opinion. Like You want the standard, the benchmarks, Capcom and Square Enix have said it. Go check it check these games out there's something else there's something awesome no absolutely man i can't wait it's gonna be great it is it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome man i just don't know where we go from here um we we wrap the show up from here (laughs) at least in this oh no i'm talking about with square i don't i don't know like i think the big the first thing is Granted, the COVID-19 stuff, I think, is going to throw some wrenches in numbers. But number one, I think, is you look at the numbers. You see what the house sales are this week. And then you, um, I think, I, I mean, obviously, the, the they have to complete this, the saga. Um, yes. No, I agree. You, when do you think we get this? When do you get, what you think we, when do you think we get part two? I'd love to say 2021, like fall 2020, 2021, since that now they have Unreal Engine. They've already been working on it. You know they have. Yep. They've got the character assets. Yep. At this point, it's building the world. Yep. So I would say fall 2021 is where it needs to be. If they go too much further, people are going to forget about this game, and then they're going to be like, wait, why is this starting in the middle? you got to get it as fast as you can to each other. And then maybe run a promo and be like, hey, you know what? 20 bucks, you can get part one if you missed it back then. Catch up and then get ready. Oh, yeah. It'll, by then, it'll be in the, like, greatest hit spin or something. Um, uh, yeah, I would have no doubts about that. Plus, it'll be on PC and Xbox by then. Yeah. Because you know they're going to bring it to Xbox. It's just printing money material right there. Mm-hmm. It. I I think this, I think this part two doesn't come out until 2022. Um, I think they're gonna. I think I, if anything, I think they'll say fall twenty twenty one. Then it might get delayed because they want to make sure that the quality is there. Because it, uh, yeah, as you as you talked about, like I I agree. They need to get the second part out as soon as they can to make sure they don't lose the momentum from part one. Although it's going to be hard to do, but um, I also think that they're going to do what they can to take the time to make sure the second part, because again, the second part is where the world opens up. 
Like, this is where it's no longer Midgar, it's Gaia. It's yeah. the whole shebang bang um, And they have to figure out how that... That's going to be their hurdle, is how they're going to approach that. No, I agree. 100%. Ah, it's going to be awesome. It is. Um, But with that, guys, that is going to be it for us here for episode 10 of the Rocket Punch Show. Um, Guys, we thank you so much for joining us here this evening. As always, um, Will, we got anything else we got to tell the good folks at home? Looks like uh, they've canceled the tornado watch for Madison County. So good news there. Um, Stay safe, wash your hands, and, uh, you know, try to follow what CDC is saying about, you know, not being sick. Definitely do that, guys. Make sure you're staying safe out there, keeping yourself clean, following your procedures that your um, area is telling you about. Um, remember, guys, rocketpunchgo.com. That's the place you want to be to check out all of our content. Um, make sure to check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash rocketpunchgo. Um, Twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. Make sure you're following us here so that way you know when we're going live each and every week for you guys. Um, and make sure if you're listening to the podcast on a podcast service that you're subscribing to it and following us there. That way um, you get all the little audio content that we give to you guys each and every week. Uh, But with that that being said, guys, that is it for episode 10 of the Rock Punch Show. We thank you guys so much for joining us this evening. Good night and good game.